So as we were saying, how does it feel? Because you know, edibles over the leaves. You already said that that's not your thing. You're going to go ahead and roll up before you take the edibles. And that's real because it's it, it's unpredictable. you though being a smoker smoker like if you have one of your own edibles how does it feel taking one of your own edibles Same for my mom. Same for my mom. She had to have like four. I'm like, damn, you such a pothead like that, sis? He's like, oh, I was smoking that nonsense. Everything got through my lungs. Every mirror I like that. And like for me, my dosage is, because I'm a smoker, um, my dosage is definitely like two cookies, at least minimum six large gummies. I like to, you know, for a little razzle-dazzle, I might throw in like a half a juice. Not razzle dazzle. <laughs> razzle dazzle for a little razzle dazzle. On a Friday or Saturday, you know, when I don't got work the next day, I might throw a little half notice off the rip i'm gonna because this is called just be real podcast the devil doesn't want us to flourish so this is part two of this part of this podcast this is part two to give y'all fyi this is part two it's gotta be broken down because god must have been like yo y'all got so much to talk about i'm gonna give y'all another extra hour and cut y'all off real short within y'all hour and make y'all have a whole nother part because you can't have all of it in one and i'm okay with that but let me tell you we're still gonna get this podcast episode out though period for touch the treats And we're going to chat it up because we said we was going to chat, period. So because now that I know that, and we're only at three minutes, we're definitely going to take this time allotted and given to us by the grace of God to be able to content you. Okay? Okay. And that's fine. And that's cool. Because I feel like for us millennials, it's major because... It's, it's a stress reliever. And I say it's a stress reliever because a lot of us have transgenerational trauma that our parents and our parents' parents and our parents' parents' parents weren't able to be able to subside to and have that availability to be like, yo, I'm just going to cop this. I'm going to cop that. I'm going to find a way to medicate myself without having to, even though therapy, don't get me wrong. Therapy is always a great outlet. I've been in therapy for five years. Stacey's in therapy. But sometimes you don't want to always have to talk to somebody. You want to just go ahead and be like, let me just get my moment and chill and just sit in my own thoughts. 
and recognize my own stuff. Because I know even for me, even though I've been given the tools by my therapist, I want to just sit in my own thoughts and be like, yo, how do I reflect, project, and reject? That's the first, those are the three things that come in my mind. You know, like, high thoughts, I'd be like, in therapy sometimes, like, what, what would this therapy session be like if I could be smoking a J? You know what I mean? And just like, really And your therapist smoke with you, though? That's what I be thinking. In my true, most authentic being self, and really having, like an authentic interaction with somebody the way that I would have with you if I had something to discuss with you over just a J, you know what I mean? Facts. How would that even be? Like, that would just be so much more productive. And I think for me, it's a little different because my therapist has a daughter or a son now that's transgender who has crossed over to being a male, which is a transgender male. And her being that also a firm believer in Christianity, it was easier to talk to her because she's a black woman. So it's like talking to her and knowing that you're firm in Christianity, but you also have something that correlates with me because I'm part of the LGBTQ, as I mentioned before. I'm a bisexual. It, it helps me to feel like I'm secure with you. So even when I left Delaware, I was like, no, nah, I'm not leaving my therapist. Y'all going to pay for her because I'm not leaving her at all. And I'll just take virtual sessions because I can't, I can't lose her. I've been with her for four years. I'm not trying to pick nobody else up to try to regurgitate my life. Given I can have the option of, of treats and edibles, but at the same token, it's like I still need somebody to talk to who understands me as a whole to be like, yo, it's okay being you. It's okay being what you do. It's okay that God still loves you. It's okay to do it. And I feel like that's a major key component in mental health, as we already stated with my sorrow on the previous episode of Make Mental Health Great Again. Even though it was never great for us black people because it was never meant for us in general for to be able to take advantage of those opportunities. It was meant for Caucasians. But it's like, because we don't take advantage of it, it's like it's only subsided to the Caucasians because we don't take advantage of what's given as the opportunity for us to be able to elevate in our mental health state. And I think it's major, as I said it before, because like I said, Brianna, who was actually one of the realists on my podcast, she doesn't own her own private practice, but she also herself lost her mother. And I know that hit home for a lot of people who've lost their parents, which I can't be able to empathize with. But I know my line sister, who was a part of Make Money, Money Making Missions, lost her mother a few years back. You lost your mother. I can't correlate to know how it feels to deal with that pain as Brianna Wood, who's actually a therapist and certified to give that qualification of like, yo, I know how to be able to help you through this. But at the same time, be like, yo, I'm still human at the same token. Like, I don't know how to succeed with this. And you know what I'm saying? Sometimes people look to the treats and marijuana as their scapegoat because they're like, I don't feel comfortable talking to a therapist. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, like I said, for me personally, I started smoking when I was 13. My mother passed away when I was, like, between the ages of 11 to 12, um, 12 on to 13. Which is so crucial years. Have, so I really didn't have, you know, like, that motherly support that I anticipated having, I guess, as a 13-year-old. I didn't realize that I had childhood trauma based upon that until a couple of weeks ago with them a therapy session. Um, just really wow. going through with my therapist. So even, like, oh, that's the real podcast, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news that I had real childhood trauma from just not being able to have those those childhood conversations and I really look forward to having those conversations with my dad now at this point because now with therapy shout out to Kim Walker 
Um, she's the one that gave me a website that was Black Girls Go to Therapy or something along those lines. Definitely, I'll make sure to post a proper link within the Euphoria Treat 13 page. But she gave me some really powerful tools to be able to find my current therapist because this is like my seventh therapist that I went to. Damn, seven. Like, I thought seven was go to heaven. Like, Damn. Like, honestly, I wasn't comfortable with a few of the therapists that I had. Like, they were all great. Like, I thought I had found the one every time that I found one until I found the one that I currently have. I found one that currently looks like me. She has natural hair like me. And just, like, it seems like our spirits are aligned because every time that we have a virtual session, we have one of the same color shirts. But you said, so, but you said something major. I don't want to cut you off, but you said something major. Your therapist has like, natural hair like you. Like... Given in corporate America, that's something that's frowned upon so much. And I can speak on it because I'm always wearing my natural as I have right now. That's still trying to air dry on its own progression. And it's a lot of it at that because it's thick hair. It's not seen as it's seen as for, for me. I feel like it's an aggression to those who don't look like me as well. She's trying to over accentuate her ethnocentrism of who she is. When the reality is, this is my hair and I can't do nothing but it the same way you can wash your hair and walk out the house and go and not catch pneumonia. Like, what you want me to do? For a long period of time, like, my dad, shout out to Stan again, like, he made me feel very, very, very comfortable with just wearing my hair in the state that it was in. He is definitely an older father, so he has the whole, oh, you have to press your hair out in order to be presentable kind of within him but however he definitely evolved into a more modern dad and even thank you to Kenyatta as well for just saying like what's wrong with your twist out like what's wrong with Facts. your braid out when you're going to these corporate mixers you're still going to speak more eloquently than everybody that's there your education still speaks more powerfully than everyone that's there your accomplishments with this company still is higher than everyone that is there and you are the table so, for you to feel uncomfortable just based upon the way that your hair is, that's not okay. And I really appreciate those two men within my life, especially like just Stan and Yacht, just for making me feel comfortable. Like, I've been, since I moved out here, I don't think I've straightened my hair to go to a corporate event yet. And I think for me, and I'm going to shout out John Roberts, who's one of the directors at my firm. Um, he's part of African American Alliance, Af African American Network that we have at our firm. And he made it known when I told him, when me and him, when him and I had a one-on-one, -on -one, and I was just like, yo, sometimes I feel like if I wear my natural hair out, which if y'all have seen, my natural hair is not just regular natural hair. It's a lot of hair. So it's, when, it's when it's out and open... Yeah, when it's out and open, it looks like a fro. So I have to kind of tame it and maneuver it to kind of look like something presentable because it's, no offense, I'm mixed. Like, I'm one of those mulattoes. I'm one of those high yellow heifers. Don't let my tan fool you for the summertime. Like, so I have to tan. Why do I got to almost use half the thing, half the jar of, co of conditioner to be able to maintain my hair to get its right moisture? Girl, slick don't even run because my joints still be wavy. Where it's like you want to get seasick, you want to go ahead and five on the vibe. Okay, but talking to John Roberts, who's one of the directors at my firm, and I, I expressed that to him to let him know that was one of my big pet peeves, and he let me know like Jess, you might not realize it, but I'm a big heavy fan of Tupac. 
Caucasian male straight out the South in the country. And he was able to host our AAN network at his house, which is a beautiful home on Lake Norman. If y'all not familiar with, um, you know, Charlotte, Lake Norman is really big where his, he has a, a waterfall pool that goes into Lake Norman with jet skis, boat and everything has his own dock. And for him to welcome us in his home and be so open and just say, if your hair, if you tell somebody, something's like, oh yeah, your hair is not this. Let them know why does my hair distract you from what you have to do? How does my hair, how's my hair your distraction? And he even sent me an article he followed up later after that and was like, Jessica, thank you for giving me some insight on what it is to be an African-American female because it's hard. And at this present moment, the Crown Act, the Crown Act is still in effect for 48 other states because it has yet to be passed. And I'm not sure if y'all are aware of it, but July 3rd is when the Crown Act was passed. And we're trying to get other 48 states to jump on board because us black women, we've come to know that you Western your Western Hemisphere, and I know this is off topic of what we, we came on here for, but Western That's Hemisphere. Right, Western Hemisphere logic of us pressing and straightening our hairs when we, we've all had creamy crack in our head up on the time. So no, that's not us. Like, why are we straightening our hair to, to fit into society that still at the end of the day is still not going to like us? So when I went into my, my interview for my firm before I got the job, I had my hair in a slick back bun. And then when I got there, my hair was in my normal mane where it was like, I'm an Afro, black and proud Angela Davis, you take me as I am, take me not as all. But my work ethic doesn't change who I am. You know what I'm saying? So like being the only black female on my squad, literally even still at this moment, cause that's literally what it's been like. I'm the only black female on my squad and I've been at my firm for two years and I'm always the only black female to represent us for black females. I'm held to under a different standard but because we're at the moment where we're in quarantine. They're taking my work ethic as opposed to who, what are my appearance because they can't see me. So it's like I have to always subside to make a pick and choose. But why do I have to pick and choose of being black over being who I am? That doesn't make a difference. That shouldn't make a difference in what I can present to you. Because my degrees, as y'all know, which y'all hired me for before y'all even met me, says I'm qualified to do the work that y'all want me to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's an issue for me where I just feel like sometimes treats are what subside to make you feel like your anxiety is. That's the only way my anxiety can be like, yo, I'm good. I know what I'm doing. I know how I do it. I know how well I do it. I'm run, I'm going to run this meeting. There's plenty of times you and I have had conversations offline where we're like, yo, we have meetings to run. But I know what I'm going to talk about. I have to do what I have to do on a regular basis because at the end of the day, this is what my company pays me every two weeks to do. And I'm going to do it the best. This is what my company pays me every semi-monthly for every 15th last day of the month, FYI. Let me say that I'm gonna do it the best damn way possible because, Shout out to Shoshana, the secretary. She's also a Delphi alum. 
But um, she Tashana. really just yes. She sounds familiar. She was in SGA child. She sounds like she a part of Delta. She was in SGA. She was um, I believe the correspondent secretary. Shout out to you, Tashana. You a real one. But definitely, we have those conversations. Like sometimes in the middle of the day, we just hit each other. Like, are you free? Like, I need three minutes to vent. Facts, so that and that's time. crucial. Uh, and FYI for y'all, black men in corporate America, if we were able to have that open opportunity to come to y'all, we oh. would. But y'all don't protect us as much as y'all need to protect us, as y'all should protect us, because y'all too busy worried about making mixed babies with motherfuckers who can care less about y'all. Honestly. Listen, I ain't even gonna get into that, but all I'm gonna say is all skin folk and kin folk. Period. So within that, I experienced that quite a bit within my current role. However, I can respect the people that are allies, like and are truly allies. Like now, I know for me personally, I have one person, child for Bethany, because just Bethany, like she said, she won't listen to this podcast. So shout out to Bethany because shout Bethany, out to you, Bethany. You're a real one, Bethany. I respect you, Bethany. You, you, you wanted to, you down for the count. That's a fact. Like, Bethany personally reached out to me, and, like, when George Floyd was murdered, she reached out to me just to kind of make sure, like, I was feeling okay, and I was able to be open and transparent with her, and I feel like that's a lot of things that are other races, not even just white, but every other race that works within our job needs to be aware that like you are not understanding what it feels like to be black at work every day facts code switch every day because aave is not a part of your code switching african-american vernacular ebonics Jessica comes out every day because Jess, everybody know me. I'm a bird hair from the Bronx. I be talking like a bird every year. <laughs> and like, yo, don't get us fucked up. Like, we're still very educated, but at the end of the day, we're going to have our conversations the way that we want to have our conversations. Like, even just unconsciously, speaking to you right now, I felt my tone just switch up. I felt my speech just get faster because I'm like, oh, I'm talking to my homegirl. I can see her face. I can see her. I'm talking to her. Like, it's, everything is right there. But at work, I know that I have to have those conversations where I have to slow down. Stasse, Stasse and Sarah. Not, not everyone is at the level of being able to understand the East Coast dialect. Facts. And everybody is unable to understand the pace at which I'm moving at as far as, like, I want to get into a meeting and get out of it because I scheduled this for this purpose. And, I don't and shout out to my manager, Amanda, who's been more kind and just. And willing to work with me because of my deaths that have happened to me recently. And just literally has set up meetups weekly to be like, just to do a check-in and make sure I'm okay. She's like, I don't want you to think I to go on knowledge for me to recognize the fact that the effort that you're putting in, knowing that how much death has hit you. But I just want to make sure you're okay because I know it's probably hard for you. And that's her way of saying, like, as a black woman, I know it's tough. So let me know if there's any way I can help you any means possible. If you need an hour to yourself, let me know. You're entitled to it. And I respect that. Without having to say it, I get her message because I respect you taking the time to talk to me, even if it's an hour or 30 minutes out your day or out the week to just say, hey, let me know what you're feeling or is there anything I can help you with? 
I respect those allies and I'm not going to cry because I want to cry because that's major for me because I've never had that in any corporate atmosphere I've been in. I've never had that. And it took six years to get something like that for people to recognize like, yo, what's going on in society might not personally impact me, but it impacts me because I'm a black person and I still got to survive in this, in this, what we call America. I, I'm out here by myself trying to make shit happen. And I know you can relate to that because... Yeah. You're in Chicago by yourself. I'm in Charlotte by myself trying to make shit happen, not just for myself, but for the name, the last name I carry. Like, shoulders is, yeah, my last name, but I'm literally carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders to be able to uplift my grandmother that passed away, my mother, my aunt, to prove them like, yo, I'm here to make a difference and be that change I want to see to know that whatever y'all invested in me is not going in vain. And that's major for me. Like, yeah, my last name might be Harewood. But however, it might change the burden. You never know. Eh. But um, <laughs> you're so still bad. <laughs> but like honestly, just like exactly what you're saying, like the weight of the world is literally on black women's shoulders. My dad has other children, but he has me. And for me personally, my mission in life overall is to provide for Sam. If I'm not providing by, for Sam by the time that I'm 32, I fucked up. That's why I'm at. If, if Stan got to still worry about, you know, oh, I'm, I'm retired, but let me grab a little part-time job. By the time I'm 32, which is five years from now, Damn, it's two years for me, but that's great. Jackie retiring next year. Which, which in her mind, she thinks I should be having kids because she's about to retire, so that's a sign. Listen, y'all, shout out to Yacht's parents. Shout out to Mommy Crystal and Papa Yacht. But um, shout out to them because, number one, this business, Euphoria Tree 13, would not be able to be functioning without them because they were the ones that gave me a stand mixer as a surprise gift for Christmas. They had me thinking it was some hair stuff because I also like to do hair. But I opened it up and I was like, get the fuck out of here. Stop it. Stop it. You didn't bless me with this. You really rock with me, rock with me. That was definitely something that really helped me, but like honestly, if if my parents, which is my dad, and my parents, which are my in laws, still have to be working in the next five years, me and y'all done did something wrong. So where do you see the cannabis business within the next five years since you brought that up? I mean, I see it like Evolving, like especially because black people are really realizing what it means to be entrepreneurs right now. Especially in as I say, entrepreneurs. Especially like in this climate, we're understanding like what it really means and how important it is to have something that you can pass down to another generation. Like a legacy. We're starting to understand the the concept of generational wealth. Like we're finally starting to understand the fact that you need to teach your children about credit within high school and teach your children within about fiscal responsibility. We need to teach your children about savings accounts within the elementary school because at the end of the day, they could be, you know, just having savings accounts and CDs that will last them a lifetime and set them up for the future. We are need we are needing as black people to just preach excellence into each other and into our children. So, like, I know for a fact that Stan has preached nothing but excellence into me. There is nothing in this world that I cannot do. 
there might be boundaries, there might be blockers that come up, but there is nothing that I cannot accomplish. Because what they say is impossible, it just means impossible. Just put that apostrophe in there. Absolutely possible. Because some of the stuff that I've been through, I shouldn't have gotten through. And my mother, as I said, my mother passed away in 2007. Me and Vanessa, rest in peace, our mother in 2007. Um, But just like, there are things that I've been through. That I should not have gotten through. And that's a fact. Me and Yada in that car accident in 2018 as I was driving out to Chicago, we shouldn't have gotten out of that shit. We should not have made it. But God didn't see fit for us to be taken at that point. And, like, honestly, we talk about that shit often, how it's just, like, that's a lot of trauma that we've been through. Like, that, the people and that's that facts. being in a car accident is real. It's facts. No, that's real. That's real because, like you said, a lot of what you just said is that you shouldn't feel like you should have came out of it. And that's how I feel with myself because as I always preach on a regular basis, which if you follow me on my personal page, y'all will see that my friend Shay, Tarshay, you know, who's deceased at the present moment, I live a lot of what I do through her because she stopped me in many ways and aspects of me committing suicide to continue that aspect where I feel like I shouldn't be here. So honestly, this podcast is my relief for me to use my voice, but God is like, no, I let you stay here because you have a voice, so use it. So in my way, I just feel like I I agree with you because it's like it's a lot more where I can be helping somebody else and I don't even know I'm helping somebody. To be like, you can overcome the obstacles where you feel like life has brought you down just keep flourishing, whether you're going to be an entrepreneur, whether you're going to see it in your career, whether you're going to do whatever you do. It's so much more to what God has set forth for you that you're not able to see, but it's not meant for you to see because God wants you to appreciate it when you get there. You know what I'm saying? Like you've appreciated what you've had so far, even though you have you for your treats and you and Vanessa do to be able to show like, you know what, given the, you know, the past of your mother, God, God rest her soul while she, while she rests peacefully that Y'all have so much more in store to be able to prove and be able to continue to live her legacy of what she wanted to give to the world that y'all are able to fulfill outside of her realm of what her thought process was, which is how I feel being named after my grandfather, which is his name was Jesse Shoulders. Him being named Jesse and me being named after him, me being little Jesse and him being big Jess, I always feel like I have big shoes to follow and fill because that man was a paratrooper in World War II. He wasn't supposed to survive because he was a nigga, as they were called, in World War II and still came back home to his wife and bought a house for him, his wife, and his kids and provided for his family to be in a suburban neighborhood to not have to feel like, you know, we're not going to do the Section 8. Not, I'm not doubting nobody in Section 8, but we're not going to do the Section 8. I'm able to build and provide for my family the way I'm supposed to, and God gave me that privilege, so I'm going to sacrifice whatever I have to sacrifice to do it, which is why I'm just like... That's major. So me doing this podcast is major for me and being able to have people like you on this podcast who have lost a parent, which is major because to me, I feel like a mother's love can never be compared, especially when you're going through traditions of life as if for yourself, where you're in a space where I'm away from home. I literally have to fend for self because self is all I have. Given you have yacht, but self is really all you have to be able to maintain your sanity logically to know like, Wherever I go, my mother's with me. Whatever I do, my mother's with me. Whatever I do. Like, in reality, like, my uh, my uncle just passed a few months ago. And when we researched it, it was like, red, red birds you see represents the person that passed away. That could have been him. That could have been my grandmother. But I know for a fact it was him because I seen that same kind of bird when I was in Ohio beginning of the month. Like, 
it's all about succeeding the legacy that those that you know have instilled those principles within you to succeed and be able to push the black culture forward better than it is when it was when they came in. And my mom was born in 1954, right when segregation had just came and abolished, when Brown versus versus, versus Topeka. So having her and then my aunt who was still in school, you know what I'm saying, born four years before her, it's like she's a religious woman who's a first woman, a first lady. And my mom is out here busting her behind getting a master's while I'm in my, you know, senior, junior year of high, of high school trying to better for myself to show an example. Like, no matter how old you are, go for your goals. So she has her master's in education from K through 6 in special education. Mind you, my mother's been in that career for almost 26 years. It makes a difference to show me like, well, I don't want to be left out. I want to get a master's too. I want to be somebody who's able, because my aunt is retired, but she still works at a funeral home. She still gets back to the community. She still does odd jobs where it's like, I got my retirement money, but God has so much more set forth for me that this is not all I'm meant to be on this earth for. And I just want to let everybody know out here, even though we're talking about trust the treats, trust your business. If your business is telling you to move forward and whatever you feel that, that God moves you, go forward, push forward. Don't let anything stop you, but you, you're the only obstacle in your way. Go forward. There's so much more. Even no matter how saturated. Okay. As again, trust the treats. Stacey actually said, Euphoria Treats is one of many businesses that's out here that's doing that's doing edibles. There's a plethora of options. I want y'all to know about the order of my birthday cake from Stacy. If if I had privileges, Yo, I can't wait because we already got you the fucking overnight box to get it shipped in. So that everything we got the ice packs, everything is ready to be like with the creme de la creme. Okay, okay, creme de la creme. But it's just the fact of stop forgetting where you came from and making that be a staple and where you're gonna go. You know what I'm saying? Your circumstances could be able to deter you from where you've been. Like I said, I've been raped. I've been molested. I could have let that stop me right then and there and be like, you know what? Why am I going to do a podcast? There's a bunch of podcasts out there. What's the difference between my podcast and somebody else's? You know what I'm saying? But I still pursue because I have no background in media to be like, I'm going to use my voice because God gave it to me. So I'm going to step out on faith and just see... Whatever I did. And I appreciate all of y'all. I've only had nine episodes. I have 600 downloads. That's not common for a podcast that just came out in May. It's only July. Yo, Jess, on some real, like, you honestly inspired me to be on my, like, I love to run my mouth. Y'all don't tell you. I love to run my mouth. So it's honestly, like, link in my bio, book me, because I could be on your podcast. Like, I honestly know that I'd love to be on podcasts, just professionally, and you helped me that like I don't need to be on my own I can be on stuff with my friends people that already have these platforms and just really myself and bring awareness to my business not only my edible business my regular business where we sell vegan and gluten free stuff dairy free products like we tell it all we do it all for every market every single person is thought about within every single tree 
So what would you have before your cheese be your main income? Because I know a lot of people nowadays, given this pandemic, it's more so where I'm trying to build income to be able to not have like my, like you said, my nine to five flourishes and pushes my, my side business. Would you ever see Euphoria Treats as being your main income and your nine to five being like your play money? So this is twofold, right? One, I'm going to drop a bomb. Yeah, drop that be real bomb on us real quick. <laughs> First of all, to answer your question most directly, absolutely. Period. Like, I can't ask God to give me something and then expect it not to go. You better say that. When your plate is full, period. Say that. Say that. I can, like, sometimes orders, I won't front. Sometimes orders be coming in, and I'm just like, damn, I'm tired from working all day, but I gotta bake. I gotta bake. Or I gotta type up these orders so that Vanessa can bake. Or I gotta type up these orders so that we can do these order confirmations. So I will make sure that everybody that has given us their money has received exactly what they're asking for, always. So, with that being said, Absolutely. Yeah, I see it as being my main source of income, but also, like, just the overall goal of Euphoria Tree 13, I'm not going front. Like, I can get this specific right now because we in, you know, a couple things where we're trying to get legalized in a couple areas. But what I will say is, what I did say, I will come back to this. Shout out to Black Hemp Dude underscore. Again, that is Black Hemp Dude underscore. That's my favorite black cultivator. Um... But within that, I'll share a sneak peek. So for you, for your tree 13, we'll be hitting a year again in February. And within February, we will be launching um, three infused meal experiences for 10 customers per meal experience. I want to be a, I want to be a customer. Pick me as tribute. It'll be in the New York area. So definitely give it everybody time if you want to decide that you want to buy a flight. We're definitely thinking of um, Corona, like, just regulations. Facts. And a proper, like, we're not doing buffets. Everybody's getting a plated meal, three courses. And within that, every single course will be infused from the salad dressing down to the dessert. And also, within that experience, for everybody that attends one of our brunches or dinners, because we'll have both the brunch option and the dinner option, for everybody that attends, at the end of your meal, you have the opportunity to buy treats for 50% off. So everything that we have on the menu will be available for 50% off. That's that marketing coming into play. If we don't have it available, it will be able to be shipped for you. And if you are a repeat customer, you don't even have to provide your address or you have your information within our system. So it's a 21 plus event. We're super excited for it. Y'all are the first to hear it on the Just Be Real podcast. Period. And you know, Just Be Real is all about promoting before stuff drops, as we did with At The Constant Chatter, with Same Mother's Name, which is Jasmine, Miss B, which is Bianca, as well as, uh, you know, my homeboy, nonetheless, uh, you know, Miss John, JDI90. I'm always here to promote and plug my own, like, because nobody else going to love me like my own, baby. Definitely, just stay tuned on our page for some more info. Um, like I said, it's a 21 plus event. So your aunties, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, everybody, all ages are welcome. As long as they're over 21. 
Well, that's that. So, do you feel black women will be more of the forefront of this business? Because, you know, Shawnee O'Neal, I don't know if many of y'all watch, you know, Basketball Wives, was in the process of trying to cultivate her, you know, her entrepreneurship in the business of cannabis to succeed in, like, L.A. with her son and looking for stuff in Costa Rica. Do you feel like you might see more black women like Shawnee O'Neal trying to take forefront of trying to be able to take a reign into this business? I'm going to be real. And this statement might be slightly problematic to some. But for me, I feel as though black women will be providing the coin behind it. Facts. I respect black that. Black women will be providing the science behind it. And I, and I hear that. And I hear that wholeheartedly. My favorite cultivator is a black man with a kinesiology degree. So, I mean, I just feel as though black men have a knack. We're just learning things that are not meant for them to be learned. As we did with learning, reading, and writing back when we were slaves, when it wasn't meant for us Black in general. Women have a have an, a knack for just being able to figure out ways to collect the money and organize the money to make sure that everything is legalized and all the paperwork is done and that everything is taken care of. As I told Stacey before, hire me as an accountant. I'm here because that's my, you know, that's what I'm here to do. Trust me. You already on the payroll, baby. Let me know, because I'm here to get my expertise. I'm speaking all big business into existence just because, like, my mom and my grandmother, like, they keep me grounded, as Jess mentioned. And, like, they both passed, but, like, they just really keep me in a mindset of wanting to be the best me that I can be. Therapy helps me with that. Yacht helps me with that. My dad helps me with that. My sisters, my friends, all of y'all help me with that. But I just really want to be the best me that I can be. And that'll be able to give y'all the best business that I can give as far as just within the edible game. Because like we said, my niece has a YouTube channel. And within her intro, she says, y'all have a million other YouTube channels that y'all can watch. But y'all choose to watch mine. And I feel that same and way as far sad. as my edibles and as far as my treats. Y'all have a million other edible businesses, and y'all have a million other treats just be good businesses that y'all can choose to follow, and y'all can choose to support, but you choose to support my black owned business. And that's big facts. It's mine for um, it's mine for BD treats, but it's not just mine, it's two big and black sisters that are ready for your treats 13. We are real sisters, we are blood sisters, came from the same womb, and we are just really out here trying to the game. So before we wrap up, what did you have as your your be real bomb? Because you know we always live for those. Your life motto, something that you want to go ahead and express to future entrepreneurs out here in the business trying to come up after you. What would you give as as aspiration or inspiration to them for them to be able to succeed? Honestly, I would definitely say a couple of things. Number one would be don't let the likes determine you. Yo, that's big facts. Say that again because I feel that way with my business. And that's what it is. Do not let the likes make you feel as though you're doing one thing better than the other because the people that are in your DM actually ordering might be a complete Mm-hmm. Number two, don't be afraid to be yourself and be transparent. As black owners and black entrepreneurs, we have to be as transparent as possible. If you are having an issue, you need to communicate that with your customer. 
just make sure that you have that open line of communication. Exactly. I'm glad you said that. There might be a delay. I'm going to include something extra in your package because I made a mistake. It's okay. To it's say respect. That I made a That's mistake. respect. That's respect. Because people can only respect you saying that you made an error, but you are going to correct for them. Right. And my number three thing would be, yo, as an edible owner, don't be afraid to be hot. <laughs> don't be afraid to be a functioning pothead. I know a lot of people frown upon just the smoking in general, just smoking all day, smoking all the time, smoking on a daily basis. Some people are puff puff and that's it, I'm done. But do not be afraid to be a functioning smoker. Because at the end of the day, there are people that are in corporate America that do cocaine. And they're not pretty much of our melanated existence. I said it and they are still functioning and they are killing the game. So there is no reason why you can feel as though your legalized drugs in your significant state will stop you from doing anything that needs to be accomplished. You can be a functioning smoker, you can be a functioning business owner, and you can be professional, polite, and even if you're having a bad day, you can never let your customers know that you're having a bad day. Just be true to yourself. Be real to yourself. Okay, you sound like you're telling, you trying to take my tagline without telling me you're taking my tagline, my nigga? Like, what's good? Clearly, because you over here taking my whole tagline and close on my show. Be true to yourself, because honestly, anybody that comes on this show is true to themselves, and they're real to themselves, and they just, they're the best people that just can possibly have as guests, and I learn from everyone, and hopefully y'all learn from me too. And that's real. So like I always say, yo, before I even say what like I always say, Stacy. <laughs> We appreciate you, honestly. I appreciate you for taking the time out again for for giving us the knowledge, the insight, sharing the gems, having this conversation. I know we deflected a couple of times, but it's the principle that you were able to be open and honest and pure and genuine. So I thank you for that. I appreciate you wholeheartedly, like 100%. I, it can't get no better. Allowing me to share your platform with you and just having this conversation with me about trusting your treats. Cause you know, we can't be buying edibles off anybody out here. You can't. You really can't. I'm about to say, plug yourself, sis, real quick. Let them know where they can find you. Logo with a green rolling pin and green font. We are E U P H O R I A C R E A C S. One, three. And what about BG treats? You guys put that in there too? And we are B.G. Treats on Instagram, the short for Black Girl Treats because Black girls do everything bigger and magic sprinkled. And let them know where they can find you and Vanessa personally for Euphoria Treats 13. You can find, you can find my light, my lighter better have you feel me, at um, the lover. One double O two six on Instagram, and you can also find me at Stacy Justine S T A C I E J U S T I N E on IG. I follow that if only you got just as a mutual follower. Let's get this episode to 200 views, or however this goes, 200. Get them analytics 200. up, baby. And let's get us to some followers because just is the realest. You feel me? Okay. 
And as her shirt says, we got y'all. We got y'all. Period. We got y'all. For the truth, for the real, for anything you need. So as I always say on air, let's keep it real. And that's it. That was Trust the Treats with my good sis, Stacey Harwood of Euphoria Treats. Glad you was able to join us today. It was nothing but the realest. Honestly, it was so good. It had to be put in two parts. But nonetheless, as I always say on air, let's keep it real. And always don't forget, be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. Peace, love, and blessings, my people. Stay safe and stay COVID-free. Much love to y'all, fam bam. Smoke one, and we all just having fun. So we just roll one, smoke one, when you live like this, just supposed to party. Roll one, smoke one, and we all just having fun. So what we get drunk.